Episode 21. Hey, Stephen. Happy fall and happy Jewish New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, Shana Tova. And it is, it, is, it is New Year. I know. I'm celebrating in my own way. Um, since it's a different weather, tell me. Your sleep, no fans, better, right? No fans. The weather's cooling, so sleep seems better when it's cooler, right? Right. You don't have to deal with any of that. Uh, seven so and a half, eight hours, yeah. Well, not me. Okay. Well, <laughs> the listeners are not curious. Me. This is the time where we say take care of Stephen that has to appear. We we went through all these steps, and take care of Stephen is happening slowly. I'm going through, like, periods of bad sleep, partly because, remember last episode, we were yes. talking about the big thing was the Sleep Disorder Institute, you know, and um, and I had a whole series of events that happened. I was trying to follow all the rules. That's right. And do everything I needed to do. I spent hours and hours of time and I have to do it at home and I finally spoke to somebody at the insurance company and unless I literally was institutionalized person or I was dying of a disease could I do it at the institute this is the God's honest truth so that at the beginning made me go freaking stark grieving mad I mean I just literally going okay this is ridiculous okay so I I had to do it so I made an appointment, go there, and they give you this device, and they give you this apparatus, and they give you instructions, because you have to literally connect it to different parts of your nose, you have to connect it to your heart, and you know you have to do it at a specific time, you have to stay asleep for four to five hours at least, kind of crazy, because I sleep in cycles, and so I had to plan all that out. Right. Yeah. And I said, I have a sleep issue, this is not something you want a person who has sleep issues to deal with. They should accommodate you. I followed the rules, put the thing on, I took pictures of it, it was, it's, it's kind of kind of awkward, it's very uncomfortable, it's because you have to be able to put your finger in here and put the thing to your nose, and done. I was able to sleep for five hours. I woke oh. up one. But yes, that was a big deal. So and just one night or multiple. It was nights? one night. Okay, one night, and then you had to return it the next day. Or you, if you don't return it, you have to pay fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll give you a sleep disorder. That, well, no, but yeah. that'll give you lack of sleep issues. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about I mean. that. You have no sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? This this sleep disorder institute was a ding ding for me to start really moving me on the path. You know, to solve this this uh, disease, this problem. All right, returned the thing. They said, you'll know within a week. Okay. Two days go by, four days go by, six days go by. So after three or four days, I call the Sleep Disorder Institute. No answer. Okay. I went to the Sleep Disorder Institute. I said, can you give me information? I said, no, you have to wait for another day or two. You have to seven. Okay, after the eighth day. I spoke to the two doctors, the receptionist, the person who handled the money. Everybody had no clue. I said, where are the results? What, is, what am I supposed to do now? Guess what? There was an email that was sent theoretically to me. That I never got. When I asked about this, no one said, oh, I'm so sorry. We know you have problems with sleeping. How terrible of us not to, we'll rectify this. But meanwhile, I'm saying, I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to go through this and I'm not being paid for this. Well, you're not going to have to pay for it if this happens. So what happened was, it was inconclusive. The test was a failure because there was some oxygen thing that did not re- happen through my finger or something like that. Part of the thing you have to connect your finger, this apparatus, and it didn't work. So there we go. And I said, you are talking to somebody. Millions of people have sleep issues. How could you be derelict in this email? How could you be derelict in not telling somebody and not making... Oh, and they said, well, now we will call you up. 
Well, yeah. If they don't hear from you, why don't you call? So needless to say, I had to reschedule it. Okay. I couldn't do it when they reschedule it, so I'm rescheduling it again for next week. So for the next podcast, we'll find out. But it's like, it's like Jesus Christ, I have to do the whole thing again at home. Who knows if there's going to be a failure again? And how do I trust that whatever they say is going to be truthful based on what I've already had to deal with? As opposed to trust me and tell me I could do it there. I would have had the results. I would have been on the road to whatever I need to do. Well, so they're getting a, one star on Yelp. Maybe no stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, can you, are I mean, you surprised? Well, we talked about doctors being sort of nihilists. Didn't we talk about that last episode? Yeah, How doctors but it's not can just be so the cold. The whole medical institution, though, it can be so disconnected from humanity and understanding yeah. people are in these situations. They're in them because they need help. They need, they need uh, somebody to, Treat them with compassion. So they have a, they are having a challenging time, and to be so disorganized and cold and disconnected from humanity. All of them. Then it's really not a good look. You know, there can be accidents. Accidents happen. And I could have taken that test many times since that time because it was a holiday. It would have been much better. It would have just worked itself out. I I planned this out because I have issues where because of my sleep, I'm known for a sleep problem everywhere I go. Steven is Steven, Steven has a yeah. sleep problem. Yeah. It's like I've got a scarlet A, yeah, scarlet, scarlet S, S on my show. Scarlet my S. Show. Yes, a scarlet S because I have a sleep. So let's not let's not go near Steven or or let's not live give Steven extra stuff to yeah. do unless we really need the stuff done it's like we don't want to do it but no Stephen, we know you'll get it done but you have a sleep problem no no no, no we'll get you'll get it done but take care of your sleep so we'll see what happens you know well Stephen, i would also like to submit there isn't just one sleep study institute out there in new york city no so there, there are, are a others. lot of other options but i don't want to do this again i'm not going to any more sleep well no you might go studies. to one and say look i'll go to the, i'll try another one i'll try another doctor and i'll say the only way i'll go through with this is if i can do it in house anyway i do want to also mention that i have had some comments oh. from people about the podcast. Okay. Well, colleague of ours, Michael Casera, who's a casting director, well-known casting director. I saw him and on the street. He says, you know what, Stephen, I have to tell you something. Uh, you have a podcast, don't you? And I said, yes, I do. And he says, most podcasts, I have to uh, change the, uh, the, the speed. <laughs> oh, the speed. <laughs> but with your podcast... Totally fine. I didn't oh, have yeah. to change anything. He was able to follow everything. Yeah. I said, so you think I'm a little too fast? Said, no, no, no. Don't change it's anything. It's just right. So, well, yeah. shout out to Michael Casera if you're listening. That's right. We'll be sure to keep up the proper tempo with you. And then a student of mine, his father, uh, was raving about the flood episode. The thing I was talking about, oh. the flood. And they were laughing hysterically. I said, you were laughing hysterically at a, a natural disaster Shut that happened in my, right, my apartment? Natural disaster. Well, I call it a natural disaster. <laughs> natural, <laughs> we, climate crisis. Issue. No, I had the yeah. f- major flood here. Oh, said, yeah. well, we, we found that just particularly hysterical, and we applaud you for uh, mentioning it. I said, okay, well, that's great. I mean, you know. Then I had another okay. uh, student of mine said that he not only saw it on Spotify or iTunes, but he saw it at a thing called CastBox. Are you familiar no, with this? I don't know what cast it's, it's box. some sort of a social social media thing or something like that. I never heard of it at all. So he says, "Yes, I've I've laughed a few times and I've I've enjoyed listening to it on Castbox." I don't know. So I don't. Well, know. shout out to Castbox. Hopefully, I, I, shout out to Castbox. <laughs> um, I also want to mention that um, my sister and other people constantly give me advice. Check out Sleepio S L E E P I O dot com. So it's sort of like a te- sleep disorder test. Okay. It sort of goes hand in hand, and it gives you suggestions, and it gives you advice, and gives you things you need to do. Uh, you know, and you input data. You input and it, yes. So your sister recommended this. Did my sister, what did my sister recommend so many things? I have, I have literally by my bed menagerie the CBD of things. Oil, the CBD the oil, or the book, the teas, my niece. It's still unopened. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing the sleep disorder test, and because that is the real, a reliable thing. Um, 
Our next episode, I'm going to mention it now. Okay. Because we had a contest. The contest was, tell us why you think you'd want to be a guest. Oh, that's right. On the episode. Correct. And did we get any responses? Well, Alice was so excited because within about two hours, okay. I got immediately two responses. Wow. And Alice was like, Look, I think she went, wow. And guess what? What? I got no other response. Oh, no. <laughs> so all of the listeners, all the many listeners, all the people who enjoy the podcast, and I do my best to market it, but I'm not a one-man band, and I do have sleep issues, so I'm not going to go ahead and spend more hours. The contest is over. <laughs> so we're going to have uh, – we have two two students who are so excited to be here. They, they are going to be here during their break time in October. We'll find out, you know, why they, why they stick with it, and maybe they can get more people to uh, – to get involved in listening. I, I don't know. Um, and the last thing I want to say before we introduce our guest is I have this Christmas card thing, and I'm going to mention it now because this Christmas card is hands in hand with the podcast. But this Christmas card and this whole thing really is very important because it talks directly to you sleep here, you fall asleep here, you do this, you, you've got to solve this. And then I realized the card was framed around an Irving Berlin song. And I just think there's nothing more exciting mm-hmm. than to have a card that has the, the simplicity and the love and the, the message. Irving Berlin's music and his lyrics. I mean, he's just a master at that. And Take to couple that at, into my crazy, neurotic dealings with sleep to envelop in that. The so, perfect juxtaposition. I, I hope it is. Uh, before we introduce our guest, we should give... Um, oh, yeah, shout your, out. Our friend John Tracy Egan, who was a epi- uh, guest on episode three or four or something, uh, wrote a uh, children's illustration book called Ingredients for a Witch. The which perfect is- choice for a Halloween time book. Yes. If you get the book, there's a whole quiz. There's an Instagram thing. It's a fantastic thing. Yes. Our guest today is doing something very exciting we've Ooh. never done. So I always love when we have such creative... We always have creative guests. You only surround yourself by creative I people. do. That's one thing. Brilliant maybe, minds, maybe, Stephen. Brilliant minds. Well, you're included. And well. Alice, our guest this episode is my friend Louis Tucci. Louis Tucci uh, was the only guest that's appeared on a previous episode. It was like off the cuff. And I literally said, uh, to, I said, Louis Tucci. And he said, I said, do you have any sleep issues? Yes, I definitely do. It's very cool. I'm walking down the street with, with my daughter, Luna, and you guys are in the middle of like, this podcast on the street it was like man on the street and it was just an off-the-cuff interview and and i uh, luna actually sang uh she sang a little christmas carol she did and she was very 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 proactive Uh, about it she was really clear with what she wanted and she had and she was also you you said she was also advocating she was handing out postcards i think right for yes for the josh cohen show that that i was doing very successful that was across the street yeah Mm -hmm, which is now uh, little shop bahars that's a very great theater i've never worked there though it's a nice space is it a a nice space space, they have a nice dressing room and all that stuff uh the the dressing room is tiny it's very much like a railroad we actually joked around it was sort of like being in dust boot you know it was a very (laughs) very thin long dressing room and divided in uh, in half uh, with a, a little curtain, so you had the boys and you had the girls. Oh, these they have big casts for these shows too. I mean, yeah, this for was, that space. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a tight. Squeeze. Tell us about the show though, because I, I I loved it, and I was I was actually awake for that. And, and an old friend of mine brought her sons, and what I loved about the show is that it appealed to so so many different audiences. It just had so much heart. Uh, it was uh, the show was called The Other Josh Cohen, written by Steve Rosen and David Rossmer, directed by Hunter Foster. Uh, dropping some names here or there. Good names. Um, just a very sweet, funny show. I mean, essentially about this this 
poor schmuck who who just can't get a break you know bad job no girlfriend uh and his apartment at the top of the play right. ends up getting completely ransacked so it basically it's the adventures that go throughout for the whole show and and there's rock and roll going on and and the entire cast is all actor musicians so we got a chance to play i played i played uh, father. the father who was the dentist very well directed i thought hunter just like it was seamless and uh it took a long time to get there but uh it was it was a great time that's cool and you so tell so tell us your background you, you i know you did the buddy it was a buddy holly yes story? the buddy holly story actually was the show that brought me to america i'm actually I'm from Canada. <gasps> Canada. Toronto, Canada. And the show, The Buddy Holly Story, uh, started up in Toronto, uh, summer of 1990. And it was a Canadian-American cast. Um, so we ran the entire summer in Toronto. It was a huge hit. And we did a pre-Broadway tour. We went to Calgary. We went to San Francisco. And then we came to New York. We opened on Broadway in uh, October of 1990. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I'd been to the States before, but... Broadway was always like a dream of mine, and America was was sort of this, you know, magical land for me. So I came into New York, essentially, in a red carpet, you know. I came in with a show. Um, And the show opened. We ran for an entire season, and I decided I want to stay. And that was almost 30 years ago. Wow. Half of the cast was living in Toronto. Right. And we came here, and the producers and the company management, they found us places to stay. Okay. So when the show closed, my work visa expired. Gotcha. So luckily, I got cast in another show before the Buddy Holly story closed. Yeah, so you go back and forth between performing and being an actor. Uh, yeah, actor, actor, musician. You were in I Love My Wife recently, about a couple years ago at oh, the York Oh, at the York, Theater, yeah, yeah. That which was I love. And that was perfect. I mean, because yeah. that was another one old Cy Coleman show. Great Where show. you had a, a performance. I love that score, Great show, and yeah. you get to play as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you got into the other show, what, how did uh, you get into the building and meet your wife and do it? Because your wife um, is a performer, yes, too. Yes, um, Nancy Slusser, uh, actress, singer. Um, she, uh, we found out that we ended up knowing the same people. We both moved to New York within a month of each other, back in 1990, and uh, she had been in and out of town doing shows, and she had her own show on a on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. She was out out doing shows, and and it fa- we found out that we knew all the same people. And she, out of the blue, came to see me play in this band that I was in. Okay, uh, it was called Double Knot Spy. And where were you performing? We were playing at a place downtown called Downtime. I don't know if you remember that place. Yeah. Is it near the Bitter End or anything? No. It was on Thirtieth Street. Remember the Music Row, where all the rehearsal spaces are? Yes. There was, was a, long time a, a bar down there, a club called Downtime, oh. and we got booked there. And Nancy's friend said, we got to go see Louis Tucci's band. He's really good. And we met and we hit it off. It was a very strange coincidence. Then, then you got together. We got together. Got we moved here to Manhattan Plaza. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. And uh, we have twin girls who are 10 years old. Yeah, and I see Louis all the time. <laughs> Either you're bringing one to, uh, I don't know, gymnastics or another one here. So they're constantly... It's advanced. constantly. It's, it's, it's like a finely tuned machine where, you know, either Nancy's with Frankie or I'm with Luna or I'm with Frankie or she's with Luna. I mean, it's like, thank God for texting because uh, that saved our lives. Texting. So when you're dealing with sleep, let me put it that way, and your issue with sleep, how do you deal... Well, first of all, how do you deal when you get a show? Because that changes the dynamics of everything that you have to do. Or Nancy gets I me. Mean, how does it? Because Nancy works for the, sees all the shows, right? Doesn't she on the theater committee? Yes, she's on tell the, us what she's, that a, is. she's a Tony voter, so she sees every, every, every single Broadway show, whether she likes it or not. Every Broadway and show. And so she gets a chance to. So she's out 
how many nights a week seeing every well when it's when it's like hot and heavy toward just before tony time she's seeing like you know five six shows a week okay so how does she sleep well she definitely has sleep problems with sleep um she just will wake up in the middle of the night and she just will wake up at 2 30 and not go back to sleep until five o'clock in the morning and, and then, then what happens when she goes back to bed at five when does she get up well here, here's the added element here is that francesca frankie is a figure skater so we take her mostly nancy does she they take her to to chelsea piers for figure skating at like six o'clock in the morning so it's intense, and she does the lion's share of this 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 work. Um, so sleeping is just is tough. And uh, so we're talking about five hours, four hours a night when she. And we're talking about crunch time. We're talking about the worst time, which during the season. Yeah, yeah. Does she not fall asleep at shows? No, she doesn't. That's remarkable. See, yeah. that's that's like. I, I, and, but also, and also doing something like that with your family—that's like you know things happen and come up. Now, what about you in a situation? Well, when you uh, my situation show. when I'm doing a show, like I I don't after I get home, I don't want to go to bed right away. Right. Just because you're wired from being a sh- doing a show. Right. So you tend to want to sleep in the next day, but because of the family and because of the kids, I can't do that. So. You know, I'm spelling Nancy, or I'm, I'm. We're doing the tag team thing about getting the kids to school. So there are times, you know, I'm. You know, we're we're dealing with like four hours of sleep, but or, not every day. Not every day. Not every day. How do you compensate? How do you find a time where you go don't do the four hours if you are doing a show? Because every night you're home at the same time. Why so you? So do you? Well, force we, yourself we, to go to bed earlier. We try. <laughs> we try to. But the, we've we've always got projects that we're working on you know either demos for friends exactly. or uh, so it's exactly. like there are nights when you know like going to bed at 2 30 is a normal thing and getting up at five I, yeah it's, it's well it's, it's in order crazy. to get up for the six it's crazy so that's why naps we, we try to get naps yes. in the afternoon if we can okay that's, that's uh i don't know i don't know if you nap uh, do you guys talk about this many times does I napping do, not exist no no i do that i have been doing i've been trying naps and naps do help but like if there is a time where i know i'm I, i'm awake at like a normal time like between seven like go to bed like 10 o'clock i'm awake sometimes i'm so tired at seven and then i try to take a nap before so it's it's all over the place all over the map it, it's it's so inconsistent and i believe it's inconsistent because kind of like you like i'll take on a job at night and i'll be doing like like three, one week I'm, I'm out in Brooklyn lately for something that's three nights a week. So it's like an hour commute. So you're dealing, you're adding that to the other time. And the other thing with me is that it's constantly in flux. I have no security, no consistency. And a little bit like you because you have a, you, when you have a successful job like Josh Cohen right. or Buddy Holly, which you know ran for more than a month, it's you a, know. Yeah, so it, you had a nice, you say, okay, I know for at least the next, whatever, six months or whatever that I'm going to have was this a routine. schedule. There was a certain So it schedule, does yeah. help your, does help. the rest of it. So it's a, but sure. I applaud you because that's, and you're not falling asleep at things. That's a, a valuable thing. No, well, and, and uh, just a, a shameless plug for Nancy. Nancy is doing men Pause the musical right, right now in, no, Long, in Long Island. So she gets home very late. She has to leave because the trek to, to Long Island is a place called the Smithtown Performing Arts Center. They're running until October 27th. And she originally did the show off Broadway. Yes, I remember. She was a dance captain and she covered all the roles. Mm-hmm. And now she's playing the soap star. Uh, and the show's a big hit there. They're, they're it's just a big it hit. Up. It's a they're, big they're hit. Loving it. It's they're the loving beginning. It. I mean, it's been around for a long yeah. I think it was at the East Side, right? Yes. It was at, it's like 90 something, First Street. Yes. I was living on the east side when it was around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, so big hit. It's a big hit. It's taking. Tell us what, it, what it's about. It's a fine it's a, uh, basically, it's about four women, varied ladies, different walks of life that all meet at a Bloomingdale lingerie sale. 
and they end up bonding about menopause. And all the songs are all parody songs from the 60s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And they're just hysterical. Uh, instead of like, um, they take uh, a lot of BG's numbers. For example, instead of um, staying alive, it's staying awake. <laughs> instead, <laughs> of, uh, instead of night fever, it's night sweating. So and you would love this show because oh, I, there's no, a I, lot of sleep I, deprivation I, I, in this show. <laughs> so how do we meet, though? That is a good question. I think I would just see you in the neighborhood. And we just ended up just saying hello to each other. Really? I really, I don't remember where we met. I don't see. Maybe both of us have sleep issues. So maybe if we got more sleep, we would know where we met. <laughs> see, that's one of the things, the foggy. We had a mutual friend, I think, in Paul Greenwood, possibly? Yes, yeah, sort I don't of. I don't I don't know. What's next for you? At the moment, uh, I've got some cabaret gigs coming up. Um, I'm doing something at the Green Room, which I've never played before. It's right at the Yotel. It's right, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do play in a, a couple of tribute bands. I play in a Rolling Stones tribute band called The Blushing Bride. So there's something coming up in. Uh, November. I mean, it's just basically right now, just kind of like on, on the audition trail, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you know of any sleep issues? Because we haven't worked together. I always ask every guest that question. What do you know about me? About and sleep? you? When you first mentioned that you had this stay awake, that really is the first time that I heard that you might have had a sleep issue. I mean, it wasn't on the internet, no, no social media. You no, mean, nobody actually said something to you. No, said, so the S is silent. S is silent. <laughs> the S Scarlet S is silent. With you it is. So without further ado, Louis Tucci on guitar and vocals and Stephen background piano. Here we go. Hit it. When a moon is hanging out a window, some imbecile is proud of his behind. You've now received way too much info. And the image is burned into your mind There's nothing grosser than a man with a hairy ass Man with a hairy ass A hairy ass A hairy ass Every chair is nice and cushy When you have a bushy tushy you can make a look more dapper if you buy a good weed whacker. Doesn't help a girl's libido if you wear a tiny speedo. A hairy ass. Come on, everyone! A hairy ass. When a girl is lying in a dark room, her brand new lover's naked in her bed. She runs her fingers down his body And lets out a scream that wakes the dead Her hands are tangled up in his scary hairy ass His scary hairy ass A hairy ass Last chance A hairy ass Shave and a haircut Two bits That was a hilarious <laughs> That was one of the best songs we've had on this podcast <laughs> Uh, who, who, who wrote that? That was uh, written by a very funny guy named Sean Morey. Very nice, but performed brilliantly oh, by you. Louis Tucci and thank Steven you, Silverstein. Thank you, so, <laughs> thank you Steven. <laughs> yes. So don't forget. Thank you, Louis. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Stay Awake with Silverstein, and follow us on Facebook and iTunes and Spotify and Instagram and all of that fun stuff. Stay Awake with Silverstein. And don't forget, next, uh, next ep uh, episode, we will have... 
the uh, the the number one out of the two people who respond to our contest doing the podcast. Thank you very much. Woohoo! Stay awake with Silverstein. Sit back, don't nap, and listen to neurotics. Yeah, you'll never find him catching Z's. He's always at the piano keys. Stay.